Episode 103 of the Good Stuff Kids Podcast. I'm your host, Mike Mason. You found the show where I talk to the creators of certified and bona fide good and stuff. Bonafide. And bona fide. Good stuff for kids and families. Do you want to try to say that? Do you want to introduce the show? Okay, go ahead. Hi, this is Aviva. And you're listening to, and you're listening to the Good Stuff Kids Podcast of 103. Yeah. And on today's show, we have Josh Loveless, who just put out a brand new record for kids and families called Young Folk. And some of you may know Josh from the band Need to Breathe. I was thrilled to get the honor to talk to him. And his new album is very, very good. Beautiful music, funny songs, thoughtful songs, and really cool guests. What was that? You burped. You burped in the middle of my intro. Oh my goodness. Okay. So, anything you want to say? Do you want to tell everyone that if they stay tuned all the way to the end of the show, they can hear Josh's song, Bear in the Woods? Yeah. Tell them. If you stay until the end of the song, you can hear Josh's song, Bear in the Woods. And it's a great song. And it's a great song. A really, really great song. A really, really great song. A really, 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 really great song. A really, 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 really great song. Okay. Thanks, co-host Aviva. Thanks, co-host Aviva. <laughs> okay. Ladies and gentlemen, Josh Loveless from Need to Breathe, new album, Young Folk. For anything and all things you need to know about the Good Stuff Kids podcast, go to www.goodstuffpod.com. All the old episodes are there. Drop me a line, mike at goodstuffpod.com. I will write back to you so fast you won't even believe it. It'll be like you sent me a message, and before you even push send, I wrote back. I mean, if you want to, you don't have to, but that would be cool. Josh Loveless, you're going to love this one. It is uh, it is pretty sweet to welcome Josh Loveless to the Good Stuff Kids podcast. How are you, Josh? I'm good, man. Thanks for having me. Yeah, totally. So it's uh, November 10th, and uh, we're we're gonna figure out where you are. We're we're gonna lock <laughs> we're gonna lock it down because you are on the road, as they say. And the the main reason why we're talking is you have a new record coming out November 17th, and we're gonna get to that for sure. But it's a little bit maybe of a departure for from what people know about you. So Tell, tell us a little bit about yourself and, and what you're up to right now. Yeah, so I, I've been um, in music for a long time. I've uh, been, been playing in bands forever, and I've been, for the last seven or eight years, been in the band Need to Breathe. And so we have been, I feel like we've been on tour the whole time that I've been in yeah. the band. So uh, it's been, um, we've, we've, we've been hitting it pretty hard and, um, and, uh, and we're, we're on tour right now. Um, we've been out since September. Um, we've been home a couple of times, but it's been pretty, um, pretty nonstop um, and been playing some amazing places. We, we sold out Red Rocks in California, which was incredible. And Whoa. we've been, 
Yeah, so we did a bunch of amphitheaters and stuff like that. And then we kind of went back in time a little bit to when we were kind of coming up as a as a rock band and played a bunch of rooms that we love to play. Like we played the Fillmore in, in San Francisco and uh-huh. the Ryman in Nashville and, and just a bunch of rooms that we – we might have even just saw a bunch of bands when we were growing up, sure. but now we get to play there. And then the last part of the tour, which is right after Thanksgiving, we continue on and do that. We're doing a, a, like an acoustic tour at some of the most beautiful rooms um, in America. We're playing the town hall in, in, in New York and the Tennessee theater in Knoxville and coming back to the Ryman in Nashville. So it's been a really busy, but a really sweet time for our band. And we were, we're, we're, we were, it's crazy that people come out every night and see us and we, we just feel really lucky that we get to still do this after almost 15 years of being in a band. Wow. Wow. That's amazing. So yeah. it, it, it's an incredible thing. Um, and the Ryman is legendary and to, to sort of go there and, you know, in the electric fashion and then go back as the acoustic band, it's, that's a pretty amazing, pretty amazing thing. So you've been around, you've been around the country and obviously yeah. like, uh, you may not know this about this particular podcast, but sometimes I love to talk about food. So maybe we'll talk about some of the best things you've eaten on the road, oh, yeah. one or two things, just to sort of whet the appetite, pun intended. That's an easy question. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, so, so you, you're in in addition to need to breathe you have a new record coming out november 17th and it's inspired and i've listened to it and and you have an angle that you're coming at it from so before we get sort of totally locked in on what it's like to be a dad on tour um let's talk a little bit about the record it's called young folk and how long has this been in the works for you Man, um, actually working on the record for probably about four years. Um, my son, he turns four next month, actually this month, November. And so I started kind of writing songs really for him just to hear my voice while I was on tour. Cause, um, anybody that is a touring musician or that a traveling parent or any, any, just someone that has gone away from their family a lot, you know, that you feel like you're missing out on things. You feel like, you, you know, you come home and you're wondering if your kid still recognizes your face. And, and, and you know, it's a, it's, a, it's a weird relationship in some ways. But, um, you know, one, uh, somebody told me one time, uh, uh, somebody in another band said, one thing that we have as touring musicians and people that travel is, is that our kids are always anticipating our arrival. So they're always, like, waiting for us. They're yeah. always excited to see us. And, you know, so that's something that, you know, I – you know, I appreciate now more than ever being a dad, just like coming home and your, and your kids are excited. So I wanted to kind of stay home as much as I could. So leaving my voice on a recording for them to listen to, for him to listen to at the time. So that that's kind of where it started. It's kind of an organic thing. I, I, I wrote a bunch of, um, you know, songs that he really responded to. And he, and as a young kid, he would run around the house singing them and, and I had some just really, really rough demos that were me and an acoustic guitar or a piano or something. And I just passed around to some friends that also had young kids. And 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 it just kind of felt like the natural thing to do. I just I, I've always loved children's music, actually. Like I I grew up listening to great music, um, you know, different artists that were, you know, trying to, to do something that was better than just the you know, the average, you know, children's record that was 
not inspired and not, you know, really thought through. Yeah. So I was very inspired by that growing up. And so I always wanted to add to that conversation. Just didn't know when, <laughs> when I would have when time that would to happen. do it. Who, who, are yeah. some, who are some of the artists that you would say were influential in that way? Yeah. I mean, my, my grandparents loved uh, folk music. So they introduced me to uh, Pete Seeger pretty early on. Yeah. Um, I remember my grandfather had an old 45 of If I Had a Hammer and he would just sing it like, you know, around the house. And I think that all of my, my grandparents, both on my mom's side and my dad's side would always just whistle. I remember them whistling <laughs> songs and, and that was one song he would just like whistle around the house and just, and sing. And, um, and, you know, I got really into music pretty early on in my life. I really loved, you know, grabbing any instrument I could. And I was a little kid. My, my parents would put me up on at my mom's office. They had, you know, like the copy boxes and they would stack them up and put me on top of it and let me sing to them and all <laughs> that awesome. stuff. So they knew that I was into music. And so they were trying to find artists that you know, you know, more contemporary, more modern artists that were doing stuff that, that, that I would enjoy, but also that they wouldn't get tired of. And so one of those was Sharon Lose Bram for me. Like I, big time when I was a kid, um, was really, I loved everything they put out. I was as, as a kid, just, I responded to, and, um, um, my grandparents would learn the songs, even if that, you know, they would, put their tapes in the car and just learn the songs so we could sing them together. And, and, um, and of course, Raffi, and all, there's all kinds of other artists that, you know, definitely a bunch of Canadian artists at the uh -huh. time, Fred Pinner that were, that were just really trying really hard to make good quality music for kids. And it, and it hit me as a young, as a youngster. So right. very appreciative of that. Yeah, totally. I think we probably were, uh, we're coming up around the same time and, uh, it's it, like that stuff just resonates, right? The authenticity, just like it, even as kids, I think we could, we could tell. Yeah. So, oh, I think so. I think, and I think kids are smarter and, than we probably give them credit for in some ways. I think they can, they can totally smell it when you're, when you're trying to, you know, earn a buck by making a record that, you know, is playing to the lowest common denominator. And, you know, right. I can, you know, I can, you know, I can put on a, a record that is, you know, hyped up and makes everybody just so excited and uh, like it's freaked out. Everybody, all the kids <laughs> just love it because they don't know what, you know, if you give a, if you give a baby candy, of course he's going to, the baby's going to love it, but you got to give them something that means something that will help nourish them and, you know, right. hopefully help them grow into, into a, you know, into somebody that appreciates uh, right. You know, when they do get candy. <laughs> oh, absolutely. So uh, I, I think that um, on this record, like the musicality and the production, like it's not out of place with something that I would listen to on any given day. Right. Like it's it's awesome. definitely hits that that sweet spot where the parents are going to like it and kids are going to get something out of it. So I just want to hear some of the backstory behind some of these songs like. And I think yeah. I feel like I have to start because I think we're both we both fall under this category of beard guys. But uh, tell me, <laughs> tell me a little bit about Daddy's beard. Yeah, it's so funny because you know in this day and age with cell phones, like I would walk around the house, and when my kid that song, especially when my son was. Uh, probably three months old, I started singing these songs around the house and I luckily had my phone on me so I could hit a voice memo and record it. Right. Um, and these are just a lot, that song especially was one that I just, I started 
singing at, around the house to try to kind of calm my son down and give him a rhythm to to um, to kind of chill out to. Yeah. <laughs> and sure. the you know and and that that lyric was just uh, you know at the time I think I, I guess at three months old I probably hadn't shaved in three months. Uh, <laughs> Sounds <you> know? <laughs> right. Sounds right. <laughs> yeah. So my, I'm sure my beard was a little itchier than normal and. Um, and, but, you know, you know, that song and all the songs, they really did come out of, you know, pretty organic real life experiences, except A Bear in the Woods. I didn't actually get my underwear eaten by a bear. Um, <laughs> that, was, that was next <laughs> on my list to talk about. So, <laughs> that, but that's such a fun song and like, and well done. So is that just an idea that came to you? Or, I mean, I know, obviously like your underwear is good, but like, you know. Yeah, all good. All good there. Um yeah, I, my wife and I were actually on an uh, on a trip, like an anniversary trip to the mountains, and we stayed in this really nice cabin, and it was, it was beautiful. But all over the cabin, there was these signs that said, "Do not feed the bears in the woods." <laughs> and <laughs> I just thought, like, I saw one time we were walking in, walking in, and I was like, "Okay, I won't do it." And then yeah. I kept there were just like signs everywhere, and I was like, "Man, we get it. We're not going to feed the bears." And it, it was kind of like a. I couldn't help but like think of it all all while we were there and right. so my my wife was taking a nap one day and I grabbed my laptop and played like put a drum beat and I just started singing this really you know ridiculous melody and song and it ended up being a a really funny thing and my buddy of mine Ben Rector who is you know one of the better you know songwriters and you know just people in the industry he's just a sweet soul i, I just call him i was like hey man i think this song was maybe written for you to sing on so uh -huh. <laughs> and yeah. he, i mean he, and he crushed it it's just it's it's just a fun it's a fun song and people everybody that i play the record for that that's the one that they're like oh this i love this song you know i love this idea and it's the one song that's not autobiographical so it's <laughs> well that's for I, i'm happy to hear that i'm really yes, happy so yeah, good thing um so one la one last one that I want to hear a little about because it's uh, it's really interesting musically, um, and and it and it's going to lead us to a conversation about like some of the collaborators that you worked with. But um, more time with you is beautiful, yeah. And then it gets a little it gets a little crazy in the middle there. So like yeah. musically, I found that very interesting, and I was just wondering about. I, I would love to hear from you a little bit about the song and the the choices that you made, and because it's unique. Yeah, that was the one, that was a song that um, I wrote um, while we were on tour and you know missing my family and um, you know when I decided to make a record for my family and for families, you know I didn't really have too many guidelines on on what I wanted to do or say except I wanted it to be honest mm -hmm. <laughs> and I I I kind of went back and forth actually about putting that song on the record because it is a little bit dark in some ways for a kid's record or fam family record. Uh -huh. um, and, you know, it's, it's a very, you know, cut to the heart kind of lyric where it's, you know, just pretty much, much saying, you know, all I want is to spend more time with you and I'm out, out, you know, away from you, but you know, I'm, I'm on my way home. And then there's like this kind of instrumental part where it gets pretty tense and there's yeah. some dissonance, which dissonance and, I, family music is probably not a good thing. I'm, I don't know all the rules, <laughs> but I, I was like, I don't know if this is okay to do it, but I was like, I just feel like this is, you know, if, if there are other parents or people in the world that travel, it's like, this is, 
this is, you know, this is my story. And I'm sure hopefully that people can relate to that. Just when you, when you love someone or something so much and you have to say goodbye to it every now and then or forever, you know, in that matter, you just, sometimes that is a difficult emotion to, you know, to right. translate into a, a song, especially for you know that, you know, a wide age range. But, you know, I think it's an important song to put on there. I think it's, it, it is honest and, um, you know, uh, it, you know, if nothing else for a parent and if they want to skip it when their kids are in the car, that's okay too. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that is okay. Although I will say, so here, here's, you and I had a little bit of a, a an experience this morning. You called, I wasn't quite ready. Um, and I was, I said, I had to get my kids out of the house. And what you didn't know behind the scenes is that I, it was not easy. You know, I have eight, yeah. six, eight and a six and a four year old. And the eight year old in particular was being very, uh, obstinate, I think is actually like the technical term. Yeah, so, there you go. <laughs> so like I got them out of the house and I was preparing for our conversation and part of it was listening to the song and, you know, I was not in a like happy place with the, uh, with my kids and then listening to, to this, to your song, it, it helped me reframe my uh, particular attitude at the moment. So wow. I want to thank That's you awesome. for that. Yeah. And it was, it, yeah. It, you know, talk about authentic authenticity, like in your music, I was, you know, a, I was drawn to it musically, right? And B, like this middle section, I was like, this is the best thing that's ever happened <laughs> to kids' music or any music for that matter. Oh, man. <laughs> but like C, awesome. I was like, I relate and I want that feeling, you know? So it helped me put myself yeah. back into like being a better person and a better dad. So thank you. Uh, thanks awesome. for that. Yeah. Um, yeah. No problem. So. That you have a, several collaborators on this record, um, and you talked a little bit about Ben Rector, and you you mm -hmm. did say uh, Sharon and and Bram, but there's more to it than just saying Sharon and Bram. So tell me about the, some of the collaborators and how these pairings came to be, or how you how you made this happen. Yeah, it, you know the record in itself um, is very homegrown. You know, I, I have a small you know, recording studio in my house that I do a lot of even the need to breathe stuff, you know, whether it be playing piano on records or, you know, just, you know, listening to mixes or whatever. It's a very, you know, a space that I use all the time. So I, I, um, you know, but it's very simple. It's very simple as far as the space. And I, when I started doing all these songs, I ended up, I, I played most of the instruments on the record and I was kind of at the end of that, you know, stage where it's like, okay, most of this is done, but, you know, I feel like the message that I wanted to kind of, you know, portray on the record is, you know, let's do this together. Like this, this isn't something that I can do by myself. You know, yeah. I'm not going to be able to sing these songs unless you sing them back with me. So I thought, you know, there's not a, no better way to do that than to just invite your friends that, you know, that either have kids, care about kids, or have been doing it for so long that, um, you know, that they, that, that you want to have them as a part of the, of the record. So I decided to, you know, call the record Josh Loveless and Friends for that reason, because I didn't want it to feel like, I didn't want it to feel necessarily like a singer-songwriter record. I wanted it to feel like, like an event in some ways, like everybody come in, you know, come into the living room, sit on the floor, and let's sing some songs together. And so, the, you know, the Sharon and Bram thing, was it's it's such a crazy thing because you know like I said growing up I I listened to them more than anybody and to me they were you know I've said it they're 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 kind of like the Beatles to me you know just like I saw them on TV every day I mean in some ways I saw them as much as as I saw my own family because they were on the Elephant Show and 
you know, um, and they, they just like oozed like positivity and joy. And you just saw this, this spark in their eyes every time they were on TV. And, you know, I saw them in concert. And, and so they're really important part of who I was growing up. And um, my grandmother, who she passed away when I was 10. And um, so my family, knowing that their music was really important to me, encouraged me to, you know, to keep all my records and tapes that I had and to continue to collect things. So even to this day, you know, I'm on, you know, I'm on tour and if I'll go to a record shop and I'll see one of their records in there, I'll buy it, even oh, if I already have it. It's just cool. a thing I've, I've just always done. Um, and I end up giving them as gifts to people, like giving them, giving them like old Sharon Lawson brand vinyls from the seventies as a, like, oh, as like a baby gift. That's, <laughs> so, that's awesome. You know, so, yeah. It's like a special thing that I've done and to, you know, that's important to me and it's kind of a piece of me to give to someone else. So when I started doing, you know, touring with Need to Breathe, we toured, um, in Canada for the first time, which is where they're from. And, um, uh, I was, we were opening for Taylor Swift back in 2011, it was, and so I just reached out to them and told them that I appreciated them and they were a big inspiration and just wanted to say hello. And I ended up getting coffee with Sharon and spent hours just talking about their career and my career and, you know, just where they're at now and what they were going to do next. And, and so we became friends. I became friends with all three of them and, and that they've been kind of mentors as I've kind of figuring out what this record is and what it's going to be. And, oh, that's awesome. And they graciously went back into the studio after they hadn't been, you know, Lois passed away a couple of years ago and they haven't been in the studio since I think 98. Uh-huh. So to kind of pull them out of retirement. And I, I actually think getting them into the studio was kind of a, a spark. And I think there, there, there's rumors that they're going to make a 40th anniversary album next Ooh, year. Two of them. Nice. So oh, that's nice. pretty excited about, about that to see, hear them going. There. And we've been doing some things together too, which is fun. We're doing some, some promo for the record and singing together. And it's just, you know, that the 10 year old in me is going nuts, but then the 30 year old in me is so appreciative of, of who they are and what they've done for children's music. Yeah. Wow. That's amazing. Um, very cool. So, um, okay. So here, here's where I want to go. I think I have a question about something that you said, and then I have to ask some on the road types of questions. Okay. Okay. So you mentioned when we were talking about daddy's beard that you wanted to give your son a rhythm. So the, and I know that this is like (laughs) 10, 15 minutes ago, but (laughs) I was wondering, uh, if that was a successful thing. Like if you were like, I need to give this kid a rhythm. If you were in that like sort of moment of like, oh my gosh, I'm a new parent. I don't know what to do. Like, uh, rhythm like that, that makes sense. Is that something that was it, were you successful? Right. So this is parenting lessons with Josh. Was that successful? (laughs) And, and like, has, has like musical ideas contributed you know not just playing music for your kids but like musical ideas um contributed to your parenting style if that makes sense yes i mean for for sure i mean i think for me personally just because this is what i've done my whole life it is i feel like i can you know i'm not the best musician in the world but i feel like i can speak a language of music almost as good or better than english just uh-huh. because it's just it's just so much a part of who I am. It's like if I'm walking down the street and I hear a train, you know, I'm listening for the for the in betweens of the rhythm between the bells. But you know, every I mean, everything's musical to me and rhythmic, and and so I think for me personally, you know, when my son was crying, I would I would 
I would. I, I, I would, you know, rock him in a rhythm that, you know, I was, this is crazy to even say, I was waiting for a break in his cry to rock him in and to like switch his rhythm. <laughs> so it kind of like threw him in a different thing. And I really do feel like it worked. That, I, yeah. I'm, I'm not, I'm no, I, I definitely am not the, you know, the know it all. I don't know. I, 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 my wife was like, you need to read these three books on parenting. And I was like, okay. <laughs> and they're still sitting on my bedside. So I'm, <laughs> but, yeah, right. I, you know, but yeah. I do feel like, you know, using your, the, the, you know, what, you know, like what I, I know what I feel musically and the things that I'm inspired by and things that, you know, have moved me. And just trying to relate that to a mind that is still developing. And, and, you know, as my kids are getting older, now I have a daughter. So I have two kids, a four-year-old and a one-year-old. They both have November birthdays. So, like, uh, um, which is going to be nuts. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> um, uh, so, like, I think I think as, they, as they're kind of getting older, it's like finding new ways to, you know, to – you know, inspire them and, you know, distract them musically. I think that's been a big thing is like, if I can, if, you know, if my son is having a hard day, if he's crying or whatever, if I can like create a silly song in the moment, something that's like feels honest to him. Right. Like I, I could, I could sing someone else's song, but if I can, you know, if he falls and scrapes his knee, if I sing a song about him falling in that spot and scraping his knee, then it all of a sudden he's like, Whoa, this is a musical moment and it and it just changes the the environment so for me personally it has been a a big help in my parenting it's probably made me look like a better parent than i actually am well (laughs) don't don't sell yourself short i actually think that uh, i have your book idea if you uh whenever you're ready to write your book which is like like uh it's it's like rock star parenting or it's like you know basically like using these tips and tricks as that a musician has and like applying it to a different medium. I mean, that medium is like changing diapers and stuff, but like, you know, like the idea of rhythm or like how does harmony work, you know, whatever, maybe we'll write it together. I I don't want to put that all in. Yeah, let's do it. Yeah, We'll take take a shot at it. (laughs) Um, (laughs) So, okay. So I'm going to, I'm going to go heavy for a second and then we're going to lighten up. So um, last night I was at the band together concert at AT AT&T park here in the Bay area, which was for wildfire relief. And um, so like Dave Matthews played dead and company played and Metallica played. I've never been a Metallica fan really, but like they were the best of all of them anyway. So the point is they were talking a lot about uh, music and how it brings people together and how they, you know, even like a band like Metallica, which is really heavy. Like it's true that the, the, the music that they make has formed a community. So, and this is a really long and roundabout way of saying that. So one of the, um, I was personally impacted by the wildfires because the camp where my wife is a director and my kids have grown up for the last eight summers, uh, burned down, was devastated. So how this relates to you is that, um, at one point, a couple summers ago, the uh, there were a few kids who were playing the "Need to Breathe" song, "Stones Under Rushing Water," and <laughs> yeah. um, and it was uh, it was like the first song I went to when this sort of all was happening because it just brought the emotion of it. Like it was the right feel, it was the right tone, it was the right thing. It's a beautiful song. So I think that what I'm trying to say, and I'll try to tie this all together, is Thanks to you and your bandmates, 
um, and pass it on to them because they may not know that like during this time of like incredible tragedy and, and shock um, that your music made a, made a big difference in, in my life. And that was so much appreciation. And I think that it also applies to your kids record too. There, the authenticity, the, the real feelings, the real stuff in it is, is uh, it's tangible. So that's just the yeah. th- that's a thank you. Well, yeah. Well, that's ba- that's 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 the best compliment we can get is that you know we we feel like very vulnerable sometimes because we write kind of out of our own experiences and we're like I don't know if people are gonna connect with it you know in this moment of whatever we're writing it about but it's amazing when I feel like for us the the success we've had you know. It means nothing to the success of when a song reinvents itself for someone else and in their situation and the things that they've been through and they're going through it in the moment. Like it's the best compliment that we could ever receive. Like we, you know, we'll we'll trade in Red Rocks every day for a story like that. So that yeah. that means a lot, and I'll definitely pass that along. That's awesome. All right, thank you. Don't don't trade in Red Rocks. That place is legit. No, yeah, we'll, maybe we can do both. <laughs> yeah, fair enough. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so um, you're on tour. You're out on the road. Um, obviously, you get hungry, and you've probably gotten hungry in many different places. So, mm-hmm. I mean, this is like the ultimate gear shift. Like, put, put, put on the brakes. <laughs> <laughs> so, what is like if you had to choose, right? What is the best food you've come across in your travels around the United? Um, Let's start. We could man. do United States, and what what yeah. is like? You're like, oh, that was good. I will say this, like we, there have been many great, you know, experiences with food because, you know, when you're, when you're in a band, uh, if you don't know, like our, our schedule like starts around, I don't know, two o'clock in the afternoon and then we sound check until like five and then we have off until eight. So there's our meal times most of the time, most of the days that we're out are pretty open. So we're like, let's go find some place we got, you know, let's get offside or whatever. There is one place that we have always gone almost every time we go to this city um, that I, I would be, you know, I would, I would have to say um, is rendezvous ribs in Memphis. Oh, nice. um, <laughs> it, it is. I mean, we literally, we stay down, we'll stay close by just so we can go there. We'll go, <laughs> you know, we'll eat lunch there, but then they'll bring it for us for after the show. So we'll have like just a slab of ribs in the, in the dressing room and stuff. And it's just, it's very simple. It's just like, you can have this, this or this, but it's, it's literally the the best barbecue you'll have. I mean, in I've, it's the best barbecue I've ever had, and I've had my share. Being yeah. from the South, we definitely have a lot of it. So, um, and you know, most of the band lives in Charleston, South uh-huh. Carolina. So they have some of the best food in the world there. Um, some of the best seafood, and, and you know, and I'm in Knoxville, and we have some amazing restaurants that have that have opened in the last couple of years that. I just, you know, but I am, I'm a, I'm a food guy for sure. And my wife is as well. Oh, she's not a food guy. She's a food girl, but um, I should be careful with my words. That's all. I, <laughs> I, I did understand, but I'm glad you clarified. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But we, yeah. So yeah, that's definitely, I would have to say rendezvous. All right. That is a strong recommendation. Yeah. Strong. Well, thanks for that. Um, okay. So Need to breathe's on the road. This record's coming out. Any uh, any plans to tour with some of this some of this record? 
Yeah, you know, at first there wasn't any plans. I kind of just wanted to, to put it out and let let it organically do its thing. And um, I'm doing a like an album release concert in in Knoxville, my hometown, oh, at a really cool theater called the Bijou Theater on on the 19th of this month. And so, cool. um, and and there's just been a really cool response to you know even just some of the early songs that we've put out, people are like, you know, adopting them into their, you know, into their car rides to school or, you know, listening at their, you know, at home during, you know, with their families. So it's been a really cool and positive response. So, you know, who knows? I really would love to tour it and do at least do some shows with it. Cause I just think it's just, you know, these songs, you know, are meant, in my, for me, in my opinion, they're, they're, they're meant to be shared together. And so I, I hope that this, the records are shared with families, but I would like to be, I'd like to be in the room sometimes when they're sung. I think that would be really fun. That's really cool. Awesome. All right. So Josh, how do yeah. we, how do we find you? How do we follow you? Do you know, social media, et cetera? Yeah. Yeah. So I'm, I'm on all the, all the, I'm on Twitter and or Twitter and Instagram as just at Josh Lovelace um, and um, on Facebook is Josh Lovelace Music and that's also my website joshlovelacemusic.com and then um, our band is Need to Breathe with needtobreathe.com so we, we like tour dates and all that stuff is there where we're going to be and um, yeah it's you know I'm you know, like this is all new to me. Just doing, you know, I've been a do. I do things for, you know, need to breathe all the time and interviews and different things, talking about that. But to talk about something that's really, you know, it is my heart. It is who I am, and it's my 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 last four years of being a parent on a record. So it's it's really fun to get to talk about it. But it's also fun to like be in community with people. So come you know, say hello on, on any of those. And I'd love to love to meet you. So nice. All right. Well, um, Josh, thank you so much for your time. It was awesome to get to know you and talk to you and your album young folk comes out November 17th. Everyone should check it out. Thank you so much. Yeah, man. Thanks for having me. Well, uh, hopefully we can talk again soon. That would be phenomenal. Josh Loveless. Pretty incredible. Pretty fun to talk to. Good, good guy. Check him out. The album is Young Folk, joshlovelessmusic.com. Make sure you find him. Make sure you follow him in all the various ways that you can do that. And now, here is what I think is an instant classic from his album. It's called A Bear in the Woods. Try not to laugh and try not to be singing it all day long after you hear it even just one time. Thanks again to Josh, goodstuffpod.com for all your good stuff needs, and a very, very happy Thanksgiving to you and your families. Talk to you soon. Ain't my underwear I was swimming at the creek When I left him there He thought it was a snack Someone left to share Yeah, a bear in the woods Ain't my underwear A bear in the woods Ain't my underwear I was swimming at the creek When I left him there He thought it was a snack Someone left to share Yeah, a bear in the woods Ain't my underwear
Uh, hey Josh, it's me, Ben. Hey Ben. You're never gonna believe this, but I too, while swimming in a creek, had my undies eaten by a bear. You're kidding. I'm not kidding, and this is how it went. One, two, three! Like a jaybird swimming in the open sea, I was looking for a towel and maybe some leaves. Like the day I was born, like Adam and Eve, there was a full moon out for all the world to see. I never saw him coming, I never heard a peep. While I was splish, splish, splashing, he was snacking on my briefs. When I got out of the water, went and hid behind a tree. Cause a bear in the woods stole my dignity. Stuff.